Hey guys, and welcome back to New York Giants Football Talk Episode 3, going over a draft review of what happened this 2021 NFL draft. Definitely an interesting one, as the Giants did a lot of moves, and, uh, you know, there were some surprises, some not-so-surprising picks, but, um, no, let's jump right into it. I mean, getting right into the first round, we'd look at the, uh, how the first 11, first 10 picks, I should say, panned out, and... You know, everything was going, honestly, in my opinion, pretty expected until Patrick Sertain pick. Um, sorry, J.C. Horn also, in my opinion, the J.C. Horn and then Patrick Sertain picks were kind of a surprise in my opinion, but something I also liked because I did not want the Cowboys to get a corner who would, you know, lock up one of our receivers, uh, one of our many receivers, I should say. And then uh, we get over to pick number 11, obviously, without... Devonta Smith on the board because the Eagles trade up with the Cowboys, which I was honestly shocked. And uh, I, I definitely didn't think that would happen trading with the, you know, uh, division rival. The, that kind of shows that the Cowboys felt more threatened by the Giants than by the Eagles, you know, letting the Giants not get their hands on Devonta Smith rather than the Eagles. And looking at that, honestly, it kind of tells me that the Giants obviously really wanted Devontae Smith, as uh, reports have shown. But the thing is that if they really wanted Devontae Smith, that shows me that they were looking for a playmaker and a receiver, not just someone who could be used on jet sweeps and kick returns, punt returns, like we did with Kadarius Toney. Brings me to my next point. Uh, Trading down to pick number 20, I'm really, really happy with that, actually. Now looking back at it, getting that first-round pick and potentially a new quarterback next year uh, if DJ doesn't work out. But... Trading down, getting an extra uh, first, fifth, and a fourth, a, a nice, uh, nice haul, honestly, because uh, that fifth uh, worked out later. We used it as a trade piece. But Kadarius Tony at twenty, um, at the time I was not a fan of it, and still I'm a bit iffy on it because I know a lot of Giants fans are getting hype. But I got hype over the DJ pick when he was picked. I got, I mean, I'll get hype over any pick the Giants will take. So now looking back at it, I understand that I can't really get hype on this considering Rashad Bateman was on the board. And Bateman is built around the same. He's, uh, I think he's also six foot, around six foot one, but he plays a bigger size, plays more to his size than Kadarius Tony does at six foot. But Kadarius Tony is like that lethal weapon. He is like the poor man's uh, Tyree Kill Jalen Waddle in a sense of this draft. He is, you know, the only other Jalen Waddle here. Um, from what I've heard, he's, he's kind of like that Swiss Army knife that an offense will use. Uh, and I, I just, I don't know if he was a first round talent player. I know Urban Meyer said that he was really upset when he did not get his hands on him at pick number 25. That still doesn't make me feel great. You know, um, that, that's nothing like where I go like, damn, Urban Meyer really wanted him. That means he must be a really great player. Nothing like that. I really feel like he could have taken a better difference maker at that position. You know, uh, Tevin Jenkins was available. We could have started him at right tackle with Andrew Thomas over at left tackle. But who knows? It's fine. Uh, I definitely think Kadarius Tony will work out, especially with Tyke Tolbert at our wide receiver coach. He's been an exceptional wide receivers coach for a very long time now, coaching Odell, Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard. And now it's going to be Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony onto the boards with John Ross as well. But, you know, considering we traded down, got an extra first round pick, pretty much what we got from Chicago was, uh, yeah, uh, uh, I guess Aaron Robinson in a sense, Kadarius Tony. And a first next year, who we'll see, will turn out to be. Heading into the second round, I loved, loved, loved the Aziz Ojolari pick. Some mock drafts even had him going to the Giants at pick number 11. Considering we got him at 51, was it? Um, that's just exceptional. You know, the Giants trading down at that point. 
I thought was a really risky move because I honestly wanted JOK or Aziz or Jolari at 42. And them trading down kind of scared me because I was like, you're not going to get those guys again if, if you, you know, bump down again with the Dolphins. But, hey, lo and behold, we got him. And we got another third-round pick next year, which I thought was exceptional. You know, this it's funny because Jerry Reese in his last year as the Giants general manager, when there was a lot of pressure from the front office on him, what he did was he spent over 100 mil. He spent on Janoris Jenkins, Olivier Vernon, Damon Harrison, and re-signed Jason Pierre-Paul. What we did this year, signed Adoree Jackson, Kenny Galladay, re-signed Leonard Williams. So I thought it was going to be the same thing. Gettleman was going to screw up, but he honestly didn't. He's really good, and he's worked with the Giants for a long time now. For those of you who don't know, he actually started off, started off as a scout with the Giants in 1998 or nine, I believe, and worked his way until like 2008-ish to where he bounced around a couple other teams, I believe, if I'm not 2008. I uh, apologize if I'm not correct. But yeah, he, he went on, he traded down twice, got a nice haul for next year. And next year we're going to have nine picks. I just think that's exceptional uh, return value from as well as what we drafted this year. I think we had a top 10 draft in the league. We addressed our biggest needs. We got wide receiver, a playmaker on offense, which is what we wanted. We got an edge rusher. Though one is not enough. You have Zoe Carter and O'Shane Zimenez on the other side lining up. I think that's great depth at the edge position, especially considering Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence will generate some pressure, if not uh, a little. Uh, you know, going on to the third round pick, I didn't think Aaron Robinson was the best pick on the board at that point. I would have preferred Wyatt Davis. Um, but hey, I've heard great things about Aaron Robinson, and they say you can't have too many good corners. So now we kind of have, you know, Darnay Holmes, James Bradbury, Adoree Jackson, Aaron Robinson, Logan Ryan, sort of. So just an exceptional DB group that we have along with Logan uh, Jabril Peppers and Xavier McKinney over there. There's a really solid pick by the, uh, no, I wouldn't even say solid, subpar pick by the Giants. I honestly would have preferred Wyatt Davis to secure that interior offensive line with Kevin Zeitler's uh, exit this offseason. But that's okay, you know, uh, they felt that that position was something that we needed, and I trust in our front office to do what what was right, and they felt what they, they did what they felt was right. Um, going on to our fourth round pick, Ellerson Smith, I think that was a really interesting decision, actually. Uh, somewhat of a development piece, a huge athlete. Uh, I honestly think he has great upside being, what is it, like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, six, maybe even more, like 6'7", I think, honestly, what he is, and like 280 pounds. He's a great piece as a defensive end. I don't know if he honestly works out in our 3-4 defense with Patrick Graham, but we kind of run a 3-4-4-3 hybrid. So it's something interesting that he could definitely line up as a 3-4 defensive lineman or a 4-3 end. So definitely uh, a solid pick there. Definitely a developmental guy that we took and someone who's going to work into that position. It's similar to what, you know, that Matt Pert pick was last year. Someone we took with our compensatory third round pick and someone we look to develop into that position. I think the same thing uh, Ellerson Smith is uh, this year in our draft. So definitely a, a good pick there, especially considering the value. Um, and he had exceptional production in Northern Iowa. And considering the talent that was lined up around him and that he was playing, um, you know, production is always something that matters, I believe, in college, and which determines how high someone gets picked in the NFL draft. Production is not there. They're not going to get drafted high. Talent could be all there, but they're not going to get picked if, you know, the talent's all there and the production's not there. So another thing that I wanted to address was the Giants' uh, later picks in the draft which was Kenneth Gainwell, if that's uh, that's correct. And uh, 
Wow, I cannot believe I'm forgetting the Giants' last pick in the draft. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Gainwell and Rodarius Williams, of course. How could I forget? The man that asked for Daniel Jones' number eight number. Uh, Rodarius Williams is an exceptional pick, in my opinion. Uh, I really liked him on my draft board. And him in the seventh round was an or sorry, sixth round was an exceptional pick. Kenneth Gainwell, uh, okay, sure. You add some more depth at that running back position. Someone who's more of a, a pass-catching back uh, from what I've heard. Heard and read. Uh, I think it's a, it's a solid pick. Um, but I think something we should look at in this NFL draft and how the Giants drafted was what we drafted versus what was available. And I think that specifically comes into play when you're looking at the 20th pick with Kadarius Tony being there with uh, Rashad Bateman being available, along with Jeremiah Ozukoromoa over at 51, and, you know, a couple later picks like Wyatt Davis still being on the board and not taking him. A lot of this draft was really interesting, and I, but I do believe that it'll work out for the best of the New York Giants because, of course, Dave Gettleman knows how to scout talent and how to utilize these players in the system. And, if, and I, I know, I know, I know, I know that Joe Judge has a lot of influence in this draft, just as he did last year. But that's one thing why I was surprised we didn't take Jedrick Wills in last year's draft, considering Joe Judge's the Alabama guy and has a Nick Saban connection. But still, uh, got a really solid pick this year. I think I would grade the Giants draft a a B plus ish. Um, I thought, you know, Kadarius Tony was definitely a, a solid pick, considering John Ross is on a one year contract. Sterling Shepard might be on his way out soon. You know, I've heard some. You know, some reports that that's something the Giants might trade or cut next season. He does have quite a hefty contract, making around 11 mil per year. Um, but definitely someone who will fill a need in the Giants' offense in the coming years. Him, Darius Slayton, and uh, Kenny Galladay look to be the top three receivers in the offense. But then looking towards the second round, uh, once again, we see Aziz Ojolari. So we traded down and... Getting that extra third round pick was really beneficial, I believe. Um, and that first round pick, and that first round pick, uh, first round pick that we got next year too, which I believe will be a high pick. I don't think the Bears will be that good, and the Vikings are only gotten better with Daniel Hunter getting back, Wyatt Davis uh, under their team, and whoever their first round pick was, who I can't remember. I think it was Christian Darrisaw. But yeah, you have that. And then Packers are, of course, going to be good. Even without Aaron Rodgers, I believe they'll be a solid, like, 8-9, and 9-8 and eight team. So I don't think the Bears will see too much success this season, especially with only two two offensive weapons, in my opinion. Uh, and then a solid defense, of course, but with the loss of Kyle Fuller and you know, Jalen Johnson having to step up in his second season. By the way, Jalen Johnson, Julian Blackman, Two players I loved coming out of last year's draft and really was upset that the Giants did not take. Another thriving wherever they are. Uh, Julian Blackman over in Indianapolis doing good in such a good defense. I expected him to be good, but especially not amazing for a day two, three pick, I think he was. And then uh, Jalen Johnson, I knew he was going to be good. I, I had him graded as a second round late first player, though he went a lot later. And I definitely think he is a, a second uh, first round talent first second round talent from last year's draft but of course we're not evaluating the Bears evaluating the Giants so some things I wanted to look at were some holes that were left on the team afterwards and obviously there's only one glaring hole that we left on the team which was offensive line 
And that's a big question that pops into my head. Why didn't the Giants draft an offensive lineman? And that's the first thing that I, you know, listen to in podcasts and other, you know, YouTubers or TV analysts talk about. And the one thing that they've mentioned is, you know, the, the Dave Gettleman, Joe Judge must know something we don't know. And they must trust their offensive line then more than we do as fans. And I think that's something that we have to realize. You know, Nick Gates is decent. Um, I, you know, I don't think he gave up. I think he gave up one sack this year. But, you know, being a setter, you're not a primary blocker. You're more of a secondary, you know, help out with the right guard and the left guard blocking the interior. Unless you're coming in on blitz packages. Will Hernandez is a solid guard, I believe, in my opinion. Um, I think he's a great run blocker. I think pass blocking he needs to establish a little bit more. But that also comes with Shane Lemieux. He's a great run run blocker, and they need to work on his pass blocking. But one thing that makes me really happy with him being a run blocker and Will Hernandez being a run blocker is that Saquon Barkley gets to use them finally. You know, Shane Lemieux wasn't in the offensive lineup last year at that time in you know week one and two when Saquon was there. But now that he's here, it's a perfect opportunity for Saquon to just abuse the amazing run blockers that he has ahead of him. And Andrew Thomas has only gotten better at pass blocking as as the year has gone. He was always, you know, he was a decent run blocker, honestly, of course, too. But, you know, that left side is honestly pretty good. And Matt Pert, they've seen some upside from him. Um, The Giants liked him. You know, he's a big dude. Like, I think he's 6'6", like 315, whatever he is, 320. He's a big dude. You know, a very athletic monster, apparently. Um, So I, I love him being there. And the offensive line was just something that I, I would have been skeptical if that they didn't address. And, you know, of course, they didn't. But, you know, having Wyatt Davis not there, um, not on the team, after him being available at that point is perfectly fine considering that the Giants might be entrusting in their offensive linemen more than the fans do, which, you know, makes sense. These are guys that they practice with every single day, and they're ready with every single day, getting ready with every single day. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of wish the Giants would have been a little more aggressive in the draft. I thought they went a little bit with the safer picks, except for the, you know, Aaron Robinson pick, of course, because they traded up to get him. I think they jumped the Eagles, um, from what I've heard, you know, being at 76, jumping to 71. The Eagles didn't draft any DBs, which is atrocious. But, you know, what can you say? I'm not going to complain. This is the Philadelphia Eagles. I hope they do terrible. But, um, you know, besides look, looking besides that, we got screwed over by the Eagles as well as they took Devontae Smith from us. Um, but that's perfectly fine. I mean, we got our, another receiver that we had on our board. Jamin Davis would have been a cool pick. Dave Gettleman said that um, Jamin Davis or Kadarius Tony was someone that they were looking at a pick number 20. Of course, Davis went right before to Washington, which I was a bit surprised with. Um, I thought they would have taken Rashad Bateman, but, it, you know, it is what it is. They don't want to improve their offensive side of the ball. I'm perfectly fine with that. You know, the Giants can just feed off of them with their very good defense. I think we're the most balanced team in the division. Um, yeah, that's 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 perfectly fine uh, that they didn't do that.
sorry there. So, uh, you know, quickly recapping uh, what we did in this draft is I think we, we filled holes. And I think that's something that really good teams do rather than going best player available than what most of the bad teams do. But I think that's, you know, I, I thought that's what the Giants should do. And I thought that's what the Dolphins did last year. And you see they're doing so good this year. And I really think that the Giants are like the Dolphins from last year. Um, and I, I'd love to see how the team improves this, this upcoming season, especially with those hold, fill, holes, holes filled now with, uh, you know, new guys coming in. Apparently the Giants are in love with Ellerson Smith. He's been playing really well at, like, you know, at training camp so far. And, you know, I don't know why that Kadarius Tony not having the right size shoe is blowing up. I, it's okay. Just not a right size shoe. I don't, I don't get why people are freaking out over it. But, you know, uh, media is going to be media. And they've really bashed the Giants for taking Kadarius Tony and they're laughing at him. But I think he's, I think he's pretty promising. I'm not going to lie. I know I said I thought it was an okay pick, but I think if used in the right way by Jason uh, Garrett, he can he can be really beneficial to the team. I just think we have to use him properly, and I don't think that's something Jason Garrett did last season. He didn't use players that are true talents, but I think he will this season. You know, um, he really got Wayne Gallman going at the end of the season last year, and I think. Sorry, lost my train of thought. Uh, not properly using uh, players last year kind of hurt a little bit. But then knowingly using Wayne Goldman in the second half of the season was really smart by Jason Garrett. Um, and I think, you know, he'll use Saquon properly this season. Hopefully he can use Kadarius Tony as well. He used Evan Ingram on jet sweeps. He used um, Shepard on jet sweeps. Hopefully Kadarius Tony is that guy coming in now. I think our offense is really well suited when it comes to weapons now. You know, you got Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, Devonta Booker, Saquon Barkley at running back depth with Corey Clement. If you guys did not hear about that uh, recently signed, and then at the tight end position you have Kelvin Benjamin, a big name by the way. Him, Evan Ingram, and Kyle Rudolph, as well as the receiver position you have Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony being that offensive versatile weapon that we can kind of use, not necessarily the speed guy, but someone we can use. You have uh, who else? Sterling Shepard being in the slot, Darius Slayton being the speed guy. Around six two. 200 and someone who can someone who can beat defenders down the field but I don't think necessarily will considering uh, he's not that speedy and then of course you got John Ross speed monster for two uh, sorry 40 time record um, I've been looking forward to how he will be used in the um, he'll be used in the Giants offense this year Probably won't get a lot of touches. And Dante Pettis and Austin Mack. Can't forget Dante Pettis made that big, suspicious touchdown towards the end of the year last year versus the um, Dallas Cowboys. Could have clinched the playoff spot. It's okay. Didn't. Uh, and then also Austin Mack, who had that big game versus Washington, I believe it was, when we were away. And he had like 70 yards off like two or three catches. It was a nice deep threat coming out of Ohio State. I really like that pick, honestly. Happy with what the Giants did. 
Uh, could I have been happier? Yes, quite possibly. But, you know, I still think we addressed some, some needs, and we are going to, we're moving in the right direction. Uh, next year's staff, I thought Dave Gettleman set us up perfectly for that. You know, getting that extra first-round pick, I'm already looking at prospects. We have two first-round picks. I love doing mock drafts for fun. And now seeing that we have two first-round picks, oh, my gosh, that is just incredibly fun for me now because the Giants, I think, will have somewhere beyond pick 15, and I think the Bears will also have that. In the mock draft, I saw the Giants and the Bears. You know, we had picks 8 and 9 in the NFL draft, and I thought that was uh, just a choice. You know, we're not going to have the 8th pick, and the Bears aren't going to have the 9th pick. If the, the Bears are going to have more of, like, like 15, uh, 10 to 15, the Giants are going to be, like, pick 17 and 18, hopefully above, you know, playoffs, playoffs considered. Hopefully we have, like, a 20-something pick. Um, I, I really think that next year's draft has a lot of promise, though, uh, especially considering Evan Neal. Um... Tackle out of out of uh, Penn State. Forgot his name. I think it's something Rashawn Rashad. As well as uh, John Mitchie the third out of Alabama. You know, let's say Shepard Pettis, Shepard Pettis, and uh, John Ross are on their way out. We might look to get some more receiver depth, especially if. There's Tony's being used in not so much of a receiver role, but that Swiss Army knife role in the offense. Anyways, uh, looking over towards the defensive side, I've been talking about the offense a lot more. Aziz Ojolari and that defense, it's going to be great. Let's say we line up in a 3-4. This is, in my opinion, what the defense should be. And the three linemen down low, it should be Danny Shelton at the nose tackle, filling in for Dalvin Thomason. I am forever heartbroken over that loss. And Dexter Lawrence at left end and Leonard Williams at right end. The only reason I believe Leonard Williams should be the right end is because I think, you know, left tackles are more vulnerable. There's not as many good left tackles in the league right now. So putting up him up against them would be a matchup benefit for the Giants. Going back towards the four linebackers in the back, I think the four of the people that we have there are Blake Martinez, Tay Crowder, Aziz Ojolari, Zoe Carter. You know, Lorenzo Carter, if he's not, you know, panning out necessarily properly over his injury, you know, his torn Achilles, not nothing easy, then you put in O'Shane Zimenez. Boom, easy fix. Um, you know, that other linebacker position, I think someone you could shift in and out there is Reggie Ragland, someone that we signed in the offseason, who is a Super Bowl champion with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's, you know, the defense is looking very promising, and the DBs, I don't even have to mention, in my opinion, the best DB group in the, in the league. Right next to the Broncos, you know, they go 1A, 1B. Very promising season and very solid draft for the Giants this past offseason. I'm really looking forward to what we can do this season. And the next episode, we'll be looking at the schedule. Thanks, guys. This has been Episode 3 of New York Giants Football Talk Draft Review.